Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Free My Thinkers. There's an old public enemy song called Burn Hollywood Burn. Burn Hollywood Burn! And that is the best way to describe what is happening in Hollywood right now. It is all going to sh And I must admit, I'm loving it. I'm loving it because it is what was needed. The first thing that I want to address is the head of DEI, which I like to call D-I-E, because that's what it needs to do. The head of Disney's DEI is now gone. Her name, Miss LaTondra Newton, has been the head of Disney's DEI since I do believe it was 2017. Now, over the past six years, Disney has gone all in on its bull DEI. Under her watch alone, let's see. Disney World in Orlando did away with their longtime greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to promote more inclusivity. Quoting Miss Newton, we want to create that magical moment with our cast members, with our guests. And we don't want to just assume because someone might be in, in our interpretation, may be presenting as female, they may not want to be a princess. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, Jesus. And that's the kind of thinking that stuck around for six years, which directly leads into Disney's shit poor performances over the past six years. Can anyone name a Disney animation studios slash Pixar movie that has been worth a damn over that time period? Because the box office will tell you it hasn't. Lightyear, Strange New World, and now Elemental, they've all been And it is unjustified That was no reason for all that DEI. They got rid of this lady, to me, making her a scapegoat for their mentality. They hired her. She did exactly what she was hired to do. Be more diverse. Make it all inclusive. Let's turn Ariel into a black chick. Um, let's have a gay scene in a children's film. Remember in that, um, in that, what do you want to call it? Behind the magic or, oh, reimagining Zoom call where that lady said. The showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like, I, I feel like, not so secret gay agenda. See, that's part of that DEI bullshit. And now it comes home to roost. Now it is being wholeheartedly rejected. It was never asked for in the first place. The DEI myth, the diversity myth, was something that was started in the boardroom. No one outside of entertainment was asking for more gay representation, more black representation, more Hispanic representation. No one was asking for it. All we were asking for was to be entertained. Now, there were some movie tropes that had to be dealt with. But again, they overcorrected. Everybody had to do DEI. Hollywood as a whole became consumed with something that they created themselves. 
they became victims of their own monster. They created the DEI monster. They created this. Hell, look at the Oscars. You even have to have a diverse crew working on a film for it to be Oscar nominated now. See, Miss Newton's firing, uh, resignation, whatever it is, she's the f gone. It makes me speak on a much larger point that Hollywood has had backwards over the last six, seven years. And that is diversity. Hey, dumbasses, Hollywood and entertainment was already diverse. But it's these new agers and the boardrooms that I don't know where the f*** they got this dumbassery from that suddenly believe that the only way that you can enjoy a movie or a television show or any form of entertainment is to be able to see you in it. Let me tell you what that logic tells me. That logic says that not a single thing was enjoyed by anybody non-white for decades in Hollywood. And let me just bring it back to Disney just for a second. You thought you liked The Lion King, but you really didn't. How could you? You're not a lion. You, you don't see yourself in that film. You're not a lion, which means you don't see yourself, which means you didn't enjoy that movie. Damn all the accolades it won. Damn the awesome soundtrack. All the memorable songs. All that doesn't matter. So you really didn't enjoy Lion King like you believe you did because you're not a lion. Nor did anybody enjoy Toy Story. We're not, we're not toys. We're real people. How the hell can you enjoy Toy Story and you're not a toy? Huh? How was that even possible? Beauty and the Beast? Most of us Americans aren't poor French white girls. The other half ain't beast cursed by a magical witch. How the hell do we enjoy that movie? You see the idiocy that they project? That they think they, they wanted to get you to swallow? That sadly, sadly, most of these motherfuckers did swallow? Because even the new Little Mermaid, Halle Bailey. Oh, I do this because now I can see myself in this movie and other girls can see. So what you're saying is, my black daughter didn't enjoy Little Mermaid because she wasn't black. And nobody else could enjoy it so since they weren't mermaids. I, I'm not understanding the logic here. Oh yeah, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Not cool at all. So unless you see yourself in it, you didn't enjoy it. Which means Hollywood's been cranking out shit for years. Do you understand now the absolute illogic and idiocy of the DEI program? The saying that you must see yourself in it to enjoy it. It's fabricated bullshit. No, you don't. All it has to be is good. Diversity has been around. That's why a lot of these shows now are shit. Because we've let people, these activists tell us, well, how can you enjoy that? You didn't see yourself. They've done such a good job. That even people that created shows, like the creator of Friends, they now feel guilty that it wasn't diverse enough. Why should it be? It didn't reflect you. And I said previously, do you see the creators of the Cosby Show apologizing? Do you see the creators of Girlfriends apologizing? Those people didn't apologize for not having diversity. Why should you? When you write, you draw on your own personal experiences and your own environment. If you did not grow up in a diverse environment, which a lot of people don't, tribalism, look it up, then why the hell would you write a diverse story? I'm not saying there's anything wrong if you did, but usually you write on what affects you. And since no one else has to apologize or explain why their movies or TV shows look a particular way, then why try to force diversity? Diversity is something that should really happen organically. 
And for the most part, it does. If you're old enough, or just if you're a television buff, period, the TV show The Jeffersons is a spinoff of a primarily white show, All of the Family. Yeah, that all-black show started from a show that had a bigoted white man in it. And that's what made it so interesting. Whenever George Jefferson would interact with Archie Bunker, it was classic. Hollywood knew, man, we got a hit here. Let's do a show on the Jeffersons. Ta-da, diversity. Same thing with Good Times. Good Times is a spinoff of a white show. The diversity has always been there. It's only over the past six or seven years or so that we've let these new age ass clowns convince us otherwise. Well, let me take that back. Convince the brain dead otherwise. That you have to see yourself in everything in order for you to partake of it. And if people, the brain dead, would just cut that brain off for half a second and think, well, I didn't see myself in this and I enjoyed it. Because you think it was only black folks that enjoyed the Cosby show or in living color? And do you think it was only white folks that enjoyed Friends or a full house? No. Everyone enjoyed it because they were focused on entertainment and telling a good story. Forced diversity leads you into what studios are having to deal with right now. Piss poor box office returns and everyone turning their television off. Good stories breed organic diversity. Entertainment gets people to come in and watch your sh**. So focus on what's important. Or as I've always been told, keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing should be entertain the audience. So to Miss Newton, good luck in your future endeavors. To the rest of Hollywood, let D-E-I-D-I-E. Next. You know, Elemental came out and it's flopping. The Flash is flopping. But I want to discuss the issue with The Flash. One of the things that I've been hearing for at least the last two years with the poor turnout on Black Adam, Thor Love and Thunder, Shazam 2, I keep hearing the phrase superhero fatigue. And I would like to wholeheartedly reject that because it's not superhero fatigue. It's piss poor writing fatigue. It's bad storytelling fatigue. That's what that is. It is a time where people think that slapping a famous face and a comic book name on a poster is going to bring people out. And it won't. You have to have compelling stories. One of the things that Marvel has done that really pisses everybody off is Marvel is now the MCU to be exact is using the failed premise of their comic books. They're basing movies and television shows on comics that no one read. Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, no one gave a They have a show getting ready to come out called Echo. Who cares? And then all the things that are famous, y'all are changing them to a point where no one likes it. Secret Invasion. Haven't watched it yet. And I was about to until Samuel L. Jackson opened his mouth. I'll cover that later. Secret Invasion. Just reading the critics' reviews on it, they are saying that there is no need to read the comics before you watch this show. It, it's, it's just loosely based on the actual Secret Invasion saga in Marvel. That's what they've done time and time again. They changed the She-Hulk origin story. They changed the kind of character she is. 
You see, you're taking the things that are popular and well-liked and f***ing them up. And y'all are trying to take the things that no one likes and boost them up. And then you sit there at the boardroom every Monday after a box office opening weekend of absolute sh and wonder, huh? H how did this happen? You did this to me. <laughs> Because you're all a bunch of morons. That's how it happened. You are completely disrespecting the base, which are the comic book readers that watch to see their characters in live action. And now you're turning off the normies because your stories make no sense. You lose-lose. So again, it's not superhero fatigue. It's bad story fatigue. It's character fatigue. It's lack of entertainment fatigue. Give the audiences what they want. Not what you want them to have, what they want. Big difference there. Did y'all catch that? Don't give the audience what you want them to have. Give them what they want. I promise you, if you give them what they want, what if they say in Field of Dreams? If you build it, he will come. Yeah, that part. Next. <sighs> Keeping on the destruction of Hollywood, I know I might be late to the point on this topic, but let's talk about this writer's strike. You want to talk about a bad time to do something like this? It's now. When the reason that Hollywood is suffering right now is from piss poor writing. So at the time when people aren't going to the movies, turning off their television and streaming services and ignoring anything coming out of Hollywood, now you decide this is the time that you want to ask for shit? Are you serious right now? You just lost your damn mind. And then some of the demands are so f off the charts. I, one of the demands by the writers is they want a set number of writers for any project for a minimum amount of time, whether the writers and the time are needed or not. So if you only need four writers, but their minimum is eight, that means you got to hire four more people that you don't even need and then they say that on that in that same demand they say we want to be able to work for 10 weeks when you may only need six these are some of the demands that these people are asking for and why a lot of these movie studios especially the ones that are taking major financial losses aren't in a rush to capitulate to any of that shit. they're not nor should they be in all fairness there are some demands that i fully agree with I fully agree with these studios need to make the streaming numbers clear and available to the writers. I agree that they should be paid residuals for the writing that they do on streaming shows based on viewership. The studios are hiding the f numbers. That ain't right. They need to come on with that nonsense. If their show is popular, they should be getting royalties accordingly. And writers, with that said, if the stories are sh you shouldn't get a damn dime. Part of my problem is I am not fully in agreement with having unions for white collar style activities because unions are great for the blue collar laborers, oil rig workers, coal miners, things that demand a lot of physical exertion and put your life in danger. I am fully with it because there needs to be protections to ensure that they get paid properly, accordingly and are taken care of down the line. I am fully with that. But when you are dealing with something like writing, why? I mean, there are thousands upon thousands of writers that, that are represented 
by the Writers Guild. And only a fraction of them are worth a damn. Yet everyone gets paid this nice little minimum because you added two words to a script, which technically makes you a writer. The technicality of what makes you a writer, y'all ought to really dive into and check out because I did and it's shocking. If you add a line to a script, you can get writer credit. One line. Because I wrote one good line, I now I get a chance to join the Writers Guild and I get a chance to make this X amount of dollars minimum. No, that, that's not what's up. In that field, I believe that they should be treated like contract workers, even though they have made comments to say that being a contract worker like an Uber or a Lyft driver is pretty much a demeaning thing. You are a writer for a television show or a movie. You work as you go. That is the definition of contract working. If you don't like it, quit. Learn how to code. But to demand that all these writers are needed and you have to hire us for this long and then to say, and you can't use AI to write a script, y'all do recognize the counterintuitiveness of what you're doing, right? You're going on strike recognizing that AI is to a point where it could spit out a script that's no worse than the sh that we have out there and you expect them not to use it at this point? Get the fuck out of here. That's like saying self-driving cars have become efficient and safer and then chauffeurs going on strike. I'm surrounded by idiots. Okay, stay gone. I believe there are wrongs that need to be corrected on both sides. Well, I do think there's blame, yes. I think there's blame on both sides. I believe studios need to pay accordingly and open themselves up to be honestly evaluated for the streaming numbers. I also believe the writers need to get a lot better. The balance on shows to good shows weighs heavily on the show side. Why the hell am I going to pay y'all an exorbitant amount of money to drive away viewers? That's asinine. Get it together, Hollywood, or just continue to burn. Well, that's it, and thank you for listening to another episode of Free Mind Thinkers. In case you ever want to see the graphics and videos that go along with these wonderful podcast segments, don't hesitate to check us out on our visual platforms, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute. You can find us there under the same name, Free Mind Thinkers. Check us out. Until the next time, take care of yourselves and dare to think differently.